Next on BYU Sports Nation, aloha! Did the Maui Invitational just do BYU Hoops a huge favor with its bracket? Would you give up the most precious of BYU possessions for Power 5 inclusion? Mm. And Hans Olsen is in studio. Why BYU needs to bring it off the field as much as on the field to level up. BYUSN starts now. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now from Studio B... Here's Jerem Jordan and Brian Logan. What is good? BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome. It is Thursday, July 11th, 7-11. I'm Jerem Jordan. Spencer Linton is grabbing Slurpees for the whole crew. So I'm teamed up with a man who loves him, a mix of cherry and blueberry, Brian Logan. Holler at your boy. You have a favorite Slurpee? Banana. Banana. Yeah, banana. Ooh, that's off the radar. Banana, man. I know. Isn't that weird? Because yeah. I don't eat fruits or vegetables. Clearly, you know, my height. Is that, is that what it is or genetic? Mm, it's definitely, definitely. I'm the shortest person in my family. Really? Yeah. How Everybody, tall are your parents? My mom is 5'4". Okay. My dad, actually, me and my dad are actually the shortest. So my dad is 5'7", 5'8". 5'7", 5'4". Everybody five, else, four. uncles, yeah. cousins yeah. are... Six foot. Joe Sampson. Yeah. Play five ten. He's he's Joe. probably the shortest. Yeah. The next shortest. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Uh nine million Slurpees will be distributed today. Will you be one of the people who will get a free one? Definitely not, man. It's not worth it. Okay. Not worth it. Not it in is. Provo. They're, they're not worth it. The the hungry students, uh, they gobble that up, man. They're smart. They're like, hey, free server, let's go. I I did that as a student. You know what? I gotta go south to get mine, I guess. What what if you go at like eleven fifty? Well, there's nice. certain times. Oh, then no. Don't. I wanna say it's like eleven to seven or something. Oh yeah, no. Don't no. quote that me. That makes sense. That. But no. Don't quote me on that, even though we're on TV and we're supposed to tell you the <laughs> truth. Uh here's what's on the show rundown today. What would you give up for Power 5 inclusion? We play the hypothetical sacrifice game. Hans Olsen, former Cougar and current radio host on 1280 Zone in Salt Lake, discusses that and uh, what, what it would take for uh, you know, BYU's coaches to get that Power 5 money. Right? Yeah. And men's hoops assistant coach Cody Feger on the draw for the Cougars in the Maui Invitational and the latest on summer preparations for the season. But first, today's headlines. The bracket for the Maui Invitational is out. It was announced this morning on The Ringer. BYU matches up with UCLA on Monday, November 25th at the Lahaina Civic Center. What a great matchup in uh, Game 1. The winner gets the victor of Kansas and hosts Chaminade. I'm obligated to mention that Chaminade uh, is a possible winner of the game, even though that's not a reality. (laughs) They host. The Cougars will play three games in all at the Invitational. More on the bracket in What's Trending. Elijah Bryant scored 15 points and grabbed three rebounds and dished out an assist in 24 minutes of play as the Bucks won their NBA Summer League game against China. Eric Mika and the Sacramento Kings will play tonight. Taylor Sander had 12 points for the USA Volleyball team in a four-set win over France in the first match of the Volleyball Nations League final in Chicago. Ben Patch had a point as well. The Americans play Russia Friday, 9 Eastern. Sophomore middle blocker Heather Knighting has been named to the U.S. Women's U-20 Women's Junior National Training Team. Knighting and the U.S. will compete at the World Championships in Mexico over the next two weeks. All right, let's get it. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The Cougars draw UCLA, as mentioned, in the Maui Invitational. Winner gets Kansas. 
Uh, I have to mention Shamana too, I guess. <laughs> After that, BYU would play uh, one of these four, win or loss, Georgia, Dayton, Virginia Tech, or Michigan State. Kansas, by the way, and Michigan State, kind of one and two in a lot of projections yeah. going into next season. Brian, did BYU get the perfect bracket in Maui? Um, nothing is perfect. Uh, you know, just only know one person or situation that was perfect. But for this situation, I think so. I think it's the best that you can possibly get. I think... Uh, you look at UCLA uh, going into this game with being a very winnable team, right? You can, you can, or winnable game, um, just weren't really that good last year, uh, but they do have a good brand, right? Um, Absolutely. But yeah, they and, were, and, they were 114 in net. BYU was 88 by comparison. And, 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 and so when you look at coaching changes that they have now, granted BYU does as well, mm-hmm. but um, you know, whenever you're going against a, a bigger brand school or, you know, just kind of on paper, maybe, or, or just uh, in the national spotlight, uh, they're supposed to have better athletes, whatever the case is, anything that you can get to kind of, um, you know, help you with the edge, I, I, I think, you know, you, you'll go ahead and take it. And, and so with all that in, into consideration, I think this is the best situation for BYU. Now, because of that, it's it, it's a winnable game. It's a winnable game. Yeah, you look absolutely. at what's coming up next, right, which is Kansas, mm-hmm. and you now have an opportunity to take down the number one team. But even if you don't in college basketball, and this is the beauty of playing three times as many games as college football, just playing that game will be a benefit to BYU. That's guaranteed to be a quad one on Selection Sunday when BYU is likely going for an at-large bid, right? Now, 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 but it's a possibility with UCLA too based off how they finish, right? Right. Um, now, it, UCLA needs to improve yeah. because right now that would be a quad three game neutral. Yeah. One through 50, quad one. 51 which, through 100, which, quad two. Which so actually kind of, and, and we, we kind of talked about this, right? When you when you take the postseason into perspective, it, you kind of want this to be, or you kind of think that this is a, a, a must-win game. Because what, yes, what if they I, lose? I think BYU has to beat UCLA yeah. because the number one goal isn't <laughs> to play Kansas to me. Right. It is to not play Chaminade. Right. Because in the net rankings, which the NCAA tournament committee use, uses as a sorting tool uh, to put into quads and see how things shake out, D2 games don't count. Chaminade's D2. It doesn't count. So it won't hurt you, but BYU's going to this tournament to help themselves, to play, hopefully, a quad two or better UCLA, to play a quad one Kansas, to play a quad one potentially Virginia Tech, or if things get crazy, Michigan State. Right. So it, it... you're hoping to get a couple, a quad one and a couple quad twos at worst. Yeah. BYU's got to beat UCLA in yeah, that game. Gotcha. By the way, this will be game six of the season. The schedule's not officially out, but that'll be game six, seven, and eight. And it's on ESPN. It's in Hawaii. It's the week of Thanksgiving. That's going to be a great week. Well, I, I wish we we talked about this, you know, earlier we could this go? week. We, yeah, me too. Yeah, you know, I, you got you and Spencer and Jason will go for I ever go. <laughs> but but we talked about this with with football, right? And the the Utah game, and we wish that we had some type of exhibition. We love that it's the first game, but why can't we play like a junior college team or something like that just to kind of get it? You, you know, some, it's called an FCS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, as, but not as a first game, right? And so well, you to, could. But, you're choosing not to. Yeah, you're right. Okay, you're right. But in this perspective, this situation, right? Um, you you kind of have an opportunity to iron out some of the wrinkles, right? Um, you know, you do have a new coaching staff, so you mm-hmm. get a, a feel of game time, a real game time experience. How does my coach actually react to me? How does he coach? Um, what is this man like in game-like situations? So you kind of get all of that to prep for 
you know, this stage. Think about it, too. It should be OAB UCLA, and that'd be a nice win, right, uh, for brand recognition and hopefully uh, actually when uh, things shake out. There were 17 and 16 last year. BYU was 19 and 14, 19 and 15, right? Um, Neither team was 20 wins. Hopefully both improve. Hopefully this is good. This is the best non-conference tournament there is. It's on ESPN. This is a huge, awesome stage for BYU early. I'm excited about the matchup. I'm excited about the possibility of Kansas in game two to see where BYU is at. Okay, on to topic number two. Would you give up the 84 National Championship for P5 inclusion, Jerem? Okay, this is basically saying would we give up the most precious of possessions, as you mentioned uh, off the top, um, for Power 5 inclusion? The answer is yes. I would give up almost anything that BYU has in football, trophies, records, whatever, to be in a Power 5 conference. Those were amazing. We love that those happened. The Doak Walker, the Heisman, the seven Sammy Boz, which is the most of anybody, the national championship. Those are amazing. Those will always resonate in our memory, right? We don't mm-hmm. physically need it or in a record book. Yeah. I would give up anything because the Power 5, getting into a Power 5 means you are in. It means you're getting 25 to $50 million a year in TV revenue. Have you seen the University of Utah lately? It is a zoo of construction because of all the money that's coming in. They have money! BYU bought a mountain in Provo High, which means BYU has money too, but it's different kind of money. It's, it's fundraised. It's from the church, right? If BYU was able to get into a Power Five, they now have the two things they went in independent for, access and exposure, and they would have money too. You have access, should you have a good season, to a better bowl game, to the college football playoff. I, that, that's way out there, right? I'm, I'm I, would give up, I would give up the Heisman, the national championship, whatever, to be in a Power Five because the future is more important than the past to me right now. Yeah, well, I, think, I think the biggest thing – so I agree with you 100%. Um, and I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't even born. Heck, I was, I just got into this program 2009, right? I didn't know anything about about BYU, uh, or anything like that. And and so looking at the future, um, looking at, you know, a little bit of the past, the biggest thing that stood out to me, Jaron, what you said was how, or any of the, any of these things that you said, or the national championship, how is that helping us accomplish the goal for the right now or for the future, which is to get into a power five conference? It doesn't. Does BYU go to a recruit and says, hey, 35 years ago we won the national title? Does he go, oh, I better go there? No. Listen, the the program, I love that we won that. We all love that. It was amazing. It's incredible. BYU is the last non-Power 5 to win a national championship in Heisman. We'll always have that. But if if you gave me the option of giving those things up for a Power 5 invite, I don't even care what league. I take it right now. Uh, look, here's even more perspective with the recruiting, right? As a recruit, when I was getting recruited, and I said this yesterday, the 84 championship, that went right over my head. Anything that was in the past, you know, Heisman Trophy, it went over my head. I mean, now, obviously, with Steve Young, I, you know, growing up in the Bay Area, that meant a lot to me. See his jersey, and he played here, yada, yada, yada. But again, it was literally the you wins. You didn't even know he played it. Before. I didn't know until I until I came here and I saw, and I, and I saw yeah. his jersey. So you knew him as a Niner, as, as a 49er, exactly, and, and a Buccaneer. And and and, and the thing, <laughs> and the thing is, again, it's it's the right now, right? It's and so you, there's really no leverage of that getting to a conference and really get getting a, a recruit. A recruit wants to hear wins. They want to hear losses. They want to see bowl game swag. They want to they want to see uh, where are you ranked nationally. 
um, you know, towards the end of the year. They also want to see opportunities to play at the next level. How many guys are you sending to the next level? Mm-hmm. How many guys are sticking on the rosters? I mean, those are the things and the metrics that matter the most. And so, yeah, if we can give that up, then, of course, think, what, what about you? think about Utah, right, right now. What are they? Do they care about a national championship? Do, I think they, well, 04 and 08 probably I mean, the, got them into a Power 5 conference. But Yeah, right, right. But that, BYU had so much success, but it didn't get them into a Power 5. Did the Heisman get BYU? Did the national championship? Did nope. winning 43 games in a four-year span from 06 to 09 get BYU in a Power 5 conference? Nope. It did not. I wish it did. I have a theory that BYU was probably really good at Maybe the wrong times, and I explored that with getting into the whack in the 60s. Uh, had BYU been a better earlier, perhaps BYU gets an invite then. I don't know. Arizona, Arizona State were a nice I think, couple I there. Think, I think and, B- then, and then Utah going to the Pac-12 was because Texas and Oklahoma didn't bounce to the Pac-12, so they picked two other teams. Look, look at the top G5 schools at the time, right, of, of you know, the big conference um, you know, realignment. You have Utah, you have, I would say, BYU, you say Boise, and you would say TCU. TCU. Right? And then the the, the Big East teams were in a power six, and then that dissolved and it became five. Right. Now, think about Utah and TCU only because Mountain West, right, and, and, you know, very similar. Um, Both of those teams and programs went to New Year's Six. They're at the time, BCS, at, New at, Year's at, Six at, now, yes. At, at, at the time. Yes. So, so even you though the wins were there, yes. they, they, there was one, there was one I think big it's piece. Big, I think it's bigger than that, though. I think even if BYU had won you know, uh, 12 games instead of 11 a couple times, I think there's just bigger pieces to the puzzle regarding the use of BYU TV, regarding certain groups outside that protest the way certain things function on campus. I, I, think, I think BYU's in, in an interesting spot. And uh, one of my fears is that BYU doesn't control its own destiny. And that's a scary place to be. But if a Power 5 said, okay, we need that for this, you don't have to ask twice. That's, 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 that's <laughs> You don't have to ask twice. 100%, which right. I asked, have to ask my daughter twice all the time. I'm like, hey, can I please just ask you one? Wait till you but, get it three times. Yeah, exactly. Qu- trust me, I've been there. <laughs> Question of the day. Would you give up the 1984 National Championship for Power 5 inclusion? Would you? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Mike Brown on Facebook. No. Do I have to read the rest of this? I do. If, if we beat Power 5 teams consistently, we may, just may, get an invite. The wins we have over Power 5 teams, they had bad years. We need big wins over teams having a good year. That's the thing with beating good teams. They, you probably don't beat them if they're really good. That's, that's the issue. <laughs> um, when BYU beat Miami... That was a top five BYU team for like six weeks. That was a legit BYU team, right? Yeah. Um, I could see how you could say no, but I think you're living in the past instead of the future if that's the case. Yeah. I, I don't think that BYU's winning on the field will be the number one thing that gets it into a Power 5 conference. If BYU was such an attractive option, why wouldn't they already be in one? Why not? I think there, I think there are certain things that... BYU will have to concede to get into one, even if that's in play. And I don't know if it will be. I hope it is. No, yeah, I, I agree with you, man. Definitely a lot more factors. Um, but this is, I think, something that can that you can control that would yes. be so much more yes. appealing, right? Can, At least get in the combo do you think a, a good question is, do you think having more wins and quality wins would weigh more 
than it, some of the other things. It will absolutely like help, but I, I'm not sure at the end of the day that that's going to be the, the straw that breaks the camel's back. I think BYU is in the convo because they're independent and convenient. Yeah. And, and and they're a good program and brand and all the things that we know exist, right? More on that coming up uh, later in the program. Yeah. Weigh in on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. That yeah, that's an, another uh, topic for another day. Maybe it's, maybe it's another four back. shows. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> coming up, we'll continue to read your guys' tweets about giving up the '84 national championship for P5 inclusion. And Hans Olsen of twelve eighty the Zone in Salt Lake City joins us, former Cougar player. He discusses coaches' salaries and what a Power Five invite would mean for the staff. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. If you miss any of BYU Sports Nation throughout the week, you can catch up by downloading the BYUSN podcast or tune into BYU Radio on Saturday at noon Eastern for the best of BYU Sports Nation. The best of Jerem, the best of Brian, me, Brian Logan, more Brian. Maybe a little bit of Spencer every now and then. Two hours of the best interviews, conversations from throughout the entire week. I'm hoping we get the rights to, you know, the Foo Fighters song. Someone getting the best. (laughs) We open with that. That'd be great. Welcome back. This is BYU Sports Nation, simulcast on BYU TV and the aforementioned BYU Radio. I'm Jerem. He's Brian. If you missed the show live, as Brian mentioned, there's a podcast. There's a best of now. Six times a week, baby. Let's go. You can also watch on demand on BYUSN.com. Our next guest is a former player, lightly opinionated. His name's Hans Olsen. He's now on 1280 The Zone in Salt Lake City for a long time. Now, how many years have you been doing that up in Salt Lake? Now? 12 years. 12 years. 12 years on, on 1280 air. The Zone. Yeah, 12 that's, years. That's it's funny you're talking about the best of. So you take the best of, Hans and Scotty. We do three hours of radio every day. They trim it down about two and a half minutes. And you can have the best of two and a half minutes <laughs> podcast. It's a no, hitter, yeah. It's awesome, man. It's a lot of fun. Been working with Scotty for uh, five years now. Almost Great guy. Going into sixth, and, and we're dominating on sports radio and having a blast. It, my favorite redhead, that includes some of my in-laws. <laughs> <laughs> He's fantastic. Yeah. Okay, okay, let's talk about the, the big question today for us. Um, what would you give up? for BYU to be in a Power 5 conference. And, and I said I'd give up the national championship. I'd give up the Heisman yeah. Trophy because that doesn't do BYU any good now. It was great then. I love it. It was amazing. Guess what? The future is now. Yeah, I said I'd give up my uh, left pinky toe. Really? <laughs> yeah, An entire toe? Yeah, I don't use it. Yeah, Not use part it. of it. What, what about the pinky off the hand? Mm-hmm. What, Ronnie Lott? Nope, nope. First knuckle up, so you get to keep like just the stub of it. You know, if I if I if I was settled down in my like my dating life yeah. and I wasn't looking for you know, <laughs> is that too weird? I would. You I didn't need yeah. a pinky to woo a woman. Yeah, yeah. Like that may just I could just be a turnoff. Like uh, you know, he doesn't have a pinky, so I don't. That's know a deal breaker. <laughs> my gosh, he's handsome, but I can't deal with that pinky. Can't do match pinky. up. Do you have two pinkies? No. Okay. No. Hey, can you hold my hand? Can you imagine us holding hands? What work? Okay, what would, what would you give up for Power 5 inclusion for BYU? Anything. My name in the record books at BYU in the history. I, I think any any name, any jersey on the on the stadium, all the jerseys on the stadium, anything. It, to, to be included in a, in a Power 5 conference, anything. Because like you said, the future is most important. So when it comes to BYU records or names or championships or any of those things, then I'd give anything. If it came to anything personal, I wouldn't give nothing because it doesn't no – you know, to me, yeah, it's yeah. like, well, I'm not giving nothing of mine. Right. But I would give up my name. I'd give up uh, anybody else's name, anything. Yeah. They need to be in a power five. It's that important. Here's my main concern with uh, the future in this. This is out of BYU's control. 
I don't think that BYU can control whether they get into a Power 5. Now, BYU could certainly have a season that would push them into the conversation more, which UCF has, and most of the teams that got invited had a season to validate themselves. Ask Utah about 04 and 08, right, Hans? Mm. But there's other things that go into this. So I think BYU is what it is, and if they get invited, they get invited, which is kind of a worrisome feeling to me. It is. It's worrisome, but it's also so important. You know, we, we're talking about what we'd give up. It's it's what you would get if you got it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know it's out of their hands. Yes, the value is so high that it's value so whatever. high. Yeah, we're yeah. talking about thirty eight million dollar checks, and I think we're just at the base of what we're going to get started in some of this new contract negotiation. It's going to re- reach into the forties, forty fives, and fifties. Fifty million dollar checks that are cut just on distribution. Um, I, I know that we're kind of waiting for news on BYU and the new ESPN contract. Every one of us is patiently waiting. We know it's close. We've been told it's close. We've been told it's imminent. It's going to happen. Um, but I would say high side. What is it? Ten million? You know, I know ten that would be incredible. It would be incredible. Yes, like that'd be more than my, the my, my conservative kind of estimate would be somewhere between six and eight million. Like that's just kind of my thoughts You're on on par with the AAC. on what that contract is. Yeah. It, we're talking about teams now that are getting a thirty-eight million, close to forty million dollar check at the end of a at the end of a football season, just on distribution. So BYU stands to gain so much from it, and it is like you said, Jeremy. It's completely out of their hands. The only thing they can do to, is is win, mm-hmm. you know, just win and win and dominate. They've scheduled all these Power Five teams. You got to win and dominate. In order to win and win and dominate, you got to spend. And I know it's a private university, so we can't see all their spending. Uh, I've talked to some of the staff that's left, that's that was here before, that's now gone, and it sure doesn't feel like their spending was on par with the teams they're currently scheduling. Spending specific to coaches' salaries, yeah. to facilities. What are you referring to? Yeah, all those things. Okay. Yeah, just talking in in all those things and facilities and salaries. It's overall resources and yeah, and yeah. and Brian, I'm sure you've had those conversations. I know you were close with the staff that left, and I'm sure you've had those conversations yeah. with those guys. Um, I, I think BYU does a really good job of of. Uh, limiting the amount of talk that goes on while people are here. But I've had a lot of great conversations with individuals that have left, and it's apparent to me that the spending isn't where it needs to be in order to succeed at the level you need to succeed for Power 5 conference to look and, at and, you. And I've had those conversations too, and it's not necessarily a negative thing or a bad thing the way they say it. Um, going to, you know, moving on and going to other programs, I think the goal and the perspective is much different, right? I mean, at other schools, you can say we want football is everything, we want to pour all the money. You can't really do that here at BYU, right? Because the church and what the yep. main overall goal and the mission is. It's a different it's a, way yeah. of doing things. Right. Like the Marriott Center Annex was completely paid for before yeah. it was built, well, which is sound financially. It is. It's great. But if you're going to push into the future, perhaps that's tough. And I get what you're saying. And right? from what I understand, not only was it built, I think it's, what is it, five years out? Oh, of, it had money of money to maintain. Set to maintain. Yeah. I, th- I think I, not wow. only do you have to build it, you have to have, I think it's a five-year plan of maintenance. Gosh, I, I, I thought they had it in uh, perpetuity. Oh, really? Which is incredible if that's the case, right? Yeah. But that was a challenge, and it t- Tyler Haas was told when he came to BYU, yeah, there'll be an annex when you get back from your mission. Yeah. It it barely got there for T.J. Haas, yeah. right, for his <laughs> sophomore year. But um, I, I guess what you're alluding to is if BYU is going to level up, yeah. they're going to have to level up in other areas. Yeah, they got to play. Which is the challenge. Play well. now, now, one thing that we we said that we can they can control is is the wins, right? And 
I mean, if, if the finances and the revenue isn't going to be there because the goals and, you know, it's just different objectives, don't you think having a winning record, and we talk about this all the time, scheduling, you know, lighter opponents, you think yeah. that's going to be helpful? So that's a tough one. It's a double-edged sword, isn't it? Because it is. if you schedule down, nobody's yeah. interested. I don't think ESP, you can have ESPN wouldn't be interested. Yeah. So I've, I feel like Tom Homo's done an amazing job with the schedule. I actually just tweeted out the next two years of Power 5 conference teams that you play. And you see the SEC three times. You see the Big Ten three or four and times. And they're coming to Provo. And you see the Pac-12. So he's done a fantastic job. I actually think that he's, his feet are being held to the fire a bit because – ESPN wants these big-name games. Otherwise, yeah. it's not intriguing to them. And we've all seen what happens kind of later part of the season. Nobody cares. Nobody goes to the games. Nobody's really watching. And ESPN, if BYU's 7-1, and one, they would. ESPN right? buries them. But um, yeah, they, they probably would. If they were 7-1 and one, right. if they're, or if, if they six and two plus, had a big run, sure, then yeah. it would. Yeah. But, yeah, Brian, I, I think that you, there, there is a necessity to actually have to schedule some of these teams. Um, I, I, I see. And I keep see. the roster in, intriguing. I, I, I'm I sorry, it. not the roster, but the schedule. I, I see it like this. So, you know, I got my scholarship taken from San Diego State, right? Um, best thing Gar- ever. Best thing ever happened to me. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Brady Hoke. Gary Anderson, first year, first year at Utah State, first one to offer me a scholarship. BYU very next week offers me a scholarship. And with everything, honor code, things like that, and this is coming from a double minority, black, not Mormon, and I was literally dreading all the stories that they were telling me. You can't wear your earrings. You can't wear – you yeah. can have your beard. I was like, I just got this. Yeah. I just started growing this out. Finally went through puberty. Yeah. And, and I'm it's, keeping it, this. I'm keeping this. And the thing that changed and, and, and really made the honor code go away and everything else, you know, go away was the wins. Yeah. I, I, it, it was being ranked, seeing all the bowl game swag, and it was literally the 11 and 2, 11 and 3, you know, whatever the case is, we knocked out this person, we knocked out this person. How many uh, consecutive sellouts? And you had some good games. We, we, you we, had some good years. And I, I'm blessed to be at the end of that, right? Yeah. 2009. And, and so to me, I, I feel like to, to have those kids that BYU can get, where this is the Alabama for, you know, a recruit like myself, right? But but recently you see kids that are going to Utah State or going to smaller schools from a brand recognition because they have yeah. those wins and, and and they do have a little bit more I would say program clout at the moment. We just saw one of the top safeties in the state sign with Utah State. Yep. Uh, you know that's that's the reality now. It's a new day. Yeah, it's a new day. We just saw one of the top prospects in the country. Uh, from Honolulu, Hawaii, I think he's a linebacker. He was the prototypical BYU get. Like, you look at his Twitter account, it's LDS.org is, oh, his, wow. is his Twitter thing. Like, this kid's on uh, the, the, the coast of Honolulu, and he is BYU prototypical kid, and he signed with Utah. And there were offers from Nebraska and other schools. And, and when I went through and researched this kid, he didn't even have a BYU offer. So that leads you to one or two things. Either BYU didn't feel like they could compete with the teams that were offering, or they didn't think he was good enough and completely missed. I would take number one over number two because I think our staff is very competent and would see that this kid is is excellent. So, yeah, Brian, to your point, I think we're, we're seeing a lot of kids that would typically hit. They're missing. Yeah. And, and, and it's because of wins. You know, Utah State has now got wins. They got a couple of wins against BYU. They got 10, 11 wins in the book last year. And Gary Anderson's going up there, and they're starting to churn, and they got a lot of guys in the NFL. So it's higher-level competition. 
And I think all three of us, and I think anybody that's played for BYU or has been a part of BYU, it's tough to stand back and watch this. Yeah. Uh, Brian, I'm sure like it, it, it's graveling your guts just like it's graveling my guts. It, it is. It and is, I man. hate when Brian's guts are graveling. I know, man. <laughs> Nobody wants that. Nobody wants it. You know, the, the kid that, that you're referring to, um, you know, I think a couple of my former players uh, or teammates had some relationships with him and, and engagement. And, and to see that, you know, announcement, that's really what I was referring to. And I was like, this, that's, yeah. that's, that's tough. Because it's not what we're used to. So to me, I mean, there's, there's all these variables that are in place, you know, and, and I think as far as what you can control, I really believe the best formula would be to have the Boise State model. You know, you, you take one or two big, big giants. You can compete with them. If you do get injured because um, you're going all out, you're fine because, you know, this, your second, third string guys on the roster can still compete with yeah. the cupcakes down the road. Yeah. Uh, I, I just wonder if ESPN steps in and says, hey, uh, we're, we're kind of tired of putting Toledo on yeah. our airway. It's probably a middle ground, right, yeah. between what BYU's doing and what you're saying. Huge middle ground. middle ground. But I would also say that over the next two years, they've leaned – Completely heavy. to the heavy side of yes, it. Yes, which I've been vocal about. Like, hey, what are we doing? What's the point of this? You, you know, know, Brian, one of the things I was thinking about, too, is it, it's a tough situation because let's say that Kalani puts together nine wins this year, and, and that's possible. In my opinion, that's possible. You've got to split Boise State and Utah State, and then you've got to start two and two in the first four. If you start two and two in the first four and split Boise State and Utah State, there's nine wins on that schedule. Yeah. And um, if he did that, on a, on a certain contract year where other Power 5 schools are looking and others are tanking and having issues, and they're like, well, look at this guy. He went from four wins and took him to nine wins with a very difficult schedule. You've got guys that are coming to the front door like your former coach and saying, here's 3.5. Right, yeah. And I know that your former coach loved it here to a certain oh, yeah. extent. Oh, yeah. And he's like, well, I can't even pass up 3.5. I watched Matt Wells, who is a Utah State grad and loves Logan. And – Texas Tech comes in and was winning and yeah. very successful. And Texas Tech comes in after they went a three-win season to a, what was it, 10 or 11-win season. Texas Tech's like, here's 3.6. And he's like, bye, Logan. Yeah. And, and here's the problem. Somebody comes in and offers that here to Kalani. If he does have a great year, he's gone. And it's not just Kalani. That's any BYU coach. Yeah. 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 Any BYU coach, you, you put together a schedule like this, they have success, the Power Five yeah. comes calling. And, and, and BYU's not going to stop them. BYU won't match a 3.6 over 5. Mm. I don't, I, I, they, they could. Financially, I think they could. They, and I think that if they were in a Power 5 conference where they're receiving a check for $38 yeah. million, they just, yeah. they just won't, you know, they won't pull from other funds right. to pay that area. If right. they got the football funds, then yeah. I think that they would. need silicon slopes to uh, keep yeah. cashing it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> for sure. And, for sure. and then the other thought is with the Power 5 thing, once you're in, you're in. Right. Yeah. And we're watching Baylor do despicable, <laughs> disgusting things. Yeah. Like every Bell week in. I'm bringing up a story and it's right. like, yeah. well, yeah. Baylor did it again. And they're still there. Yeah. So once you're in, you're in. You're getting the checks. You're getting the money. That money can then be um, 
uh, that money that can then be divided amongst the football staff, the program. Yeah. Yes. To, the whole school benefits. Yeah, like yeah because you know BYU is not yeah. going to pull from their educational fund or from their yeah. theatrical They're fund. It's going to be sound, right? Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. Studio C is not like, well, we would like to donate <laughs> $2.5 million. Like, it's not happening. Yeah, right, exactly. Right. Great stuff. Hans, we always appreciate the time, the insight, yeah. the opinion. Uh, it's great to have you in studio. I think second time, right? Yeah, man. Second time. Second let's, time. Let's, let's make it. Let's make uh, three at least. Let's make it three maybe within the next four years. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks, Hans. What's coming up, Brian? Um, we have men's basketball assistant coach Cody Fugger and joins, uh, and we'll talk about the Maui Invitation. What does he think of the matchup with UCLA, potentially Kansas, Michigan State? It's awesome. Plus, more of your responses to our question of the day in the Voice of the Nation. What would you give up? To be in Power Five, we'd give up his pinky. This is BYU Sports Nation. The left one. Welcome back, Jerem Jordan and Brian Logan. Who? In Radio Vision, live on <laughs> BYU Radio and BYU TV. Let's refresh today's headlines. The bracket for the Maui Invitational was announced this morning. BYU matches up with the eight clap of UCLA on Monday, November 25th. That's the week of Thanksgiving at the Lahaina Civic Center. The winner gets the victor of Kansas and host Chaminade, Kansas, a predicted possible preseason number one right now. Cougars will play three games in all in the Invitational. It is a fantastic get to be in that tournament. Looking forward to it in late November. Hopefully we can all go there, all four of us, and get there. Right. That would be really <laughs> fun, Brad. Elijah Bryant scored 15 points, grabbed three rebounds, and dished out an assist in 24 minutes of play as the Bucks won their NBA Summer League game against China. Eric Mika and the Sacramento Kings will play tonight. Taylor Sander had 12 points for the USA Volleyball team in a four-set win over France in the first match of the Volleyball Nations League final in Chicago. Pinpatch had a point as well. He may, by the way, Taylor Sander has this handlebar mustache that is just gnarly. Did you tell him to dye it red, white, blue? I did not, but uh, that's a great idea. I'll text Somebody him. should tweet that. And the, the Americans play Russia Friday night, 9 Eastern. Sophomore middle blocker. Heather Knighting has been named to the U.S. Women's U-20 Women's Junior National Training Team. Knighting and the U.S. will compete at the World Championships in Mexico over the next two weeks. Okay, our question of the day. Would you give up the 1984 National Championship for Power 5 inclusion? I don't think we're saying you give up the memory of it. I'm saying just it goes away from the record book. I give it the memory of it. Right? Um, but even then, for Power 5 inclusion, okay? At Derwin L. Gray. This is Dewey Gray. The doctor. Duet. The reverend. Hey. The pastor. Duet. The author. Okay. <laughs> he says, never! Exclamation point. Hashtag natty. Now, I understand why you want to keep it. I get it. I think if BYU is in a power five, their future is secure. I think right now BYU's future is very insecure. Well, what about a TV contract with ESPN? That is fantastic. That is ideal. But you need that money. To pay coaches to get better facilities to keep up. You, yeah. you know what BYU's not keeping up with in Utah right now? Facilities. Almost everything. Coaching. Almost money, everything. Finances. Yeah. BYU's not, one, not winning the game. That's the point, right? And two, like I mentioned, it is a construction site of renovation up at the U because they are getting TV money that BYU's not getting close to right now. You would get four to six times the TV revenue every year for doing nothing. Nothing. So, yeah, I, it's, it's tough, right? Continue to weigh in on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. But we are exactly seven weeks away from BYU in Utah. Countdown to the Utes. 49 days. Seven weeks from today, we'll have a two-hour 
Countdown to kickoff on BYU TV starting at 8 Eastern. It'll um, actually go two hours and 15 minutes. Uh, what? I've been waiting for this my whole And, of course, life. BYU Radio. They always go two hours. Yeah, I'm so excited. Good job, man. Very nice. Good job on doing that. I appreciate you more than you know. Well, we'll see how it goes. That. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up, which former Cougar was named the Orlando Baking Company player on a roll? Sorry, what? I have no idea. Normally I know the answer to these. I have no idea what that Play is. in a row. And men's hoops assistant coach Cody Feger on the matchup with UCLA and two other potential top ten games there. Top five, maybe. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Sports Nation, Jerem Jordan and Brian Logan on this Thursday, July 11th, 7-11. Good luck getting your Slurpee today. 7-11. Uh, let's get to your responses as we wait for Cody Feger, assistant men's basketball coach, to uh, join us on uh, Deseret First Credit Union Hotline in a moment. Would you give up the 1984 National Championship for Power 5 inclusion? At Plumber Tanner on Twitter. Yes, because A, the present's more important than the past, and mm. B, the majority of college football doesn't acknowledge the 84 title as a legit championship. Mm. Uh, actually, they do. Mm. I, I've got to disagree with you on that one. Who do they acknowledge actually won? I... There was controversy around BYU in the end, but BYU won it. They won UPI. They won AP. They won several. So I, I disagree on that part. But I agree that the present slash future um, is more important than the past. I, I, we live in the past quite a bit here because the present isn't convenient. BYU hasn't won 10 games since 2011, hasn't finished ranked since 2011, hasn't beaten Utah since 2009. Yeah. So why would we look at the present and go, yeah, everything's great? Yeah. You know what the future holds if BYU doesn't get into a Power 5? Exactly. We don't, we, we don't know. Perhaps it's being independent. Perhaps it's going back to a group of five. It's not making as much money. It's not having easier access to a, a college football playoff for a better uh, bowl game. It's not having salaries as high for the coaches. The gap continues to widen. Yes. Yeah. And, and if you look at your 401K and you see what you could have when you're 75, that's, look at those numbers with BYU football and the money that BYU won't have if this holds out. It's power five or bust for BYU football, that's good perspective in my opinion, right? right? Yeah. I agree now, in hoops, it's a little different. There are non-power six teams that can thrive and do good things. BYU has done that over the years, looking to kind of get back into the NCAA tournament. One way to do that, go to the Maui Invite, beat UCLA, play uh, Kansas, and so on. And to comment on that is men's basketball assistant coach Cody Feger on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Cody, how you doing, brother? I'm doing great. How's everything going? We're great. We're just talking about nonsense in July, you know, getting our free Slurpees <laughs> today. We'll see. Where Where are you today on the recruiting trail? Today I'm in Birmingham, Alabama. Well then, nice. okay. How's How's the weather? How humid is it in Alabama today? It, it is. It is really hot. It is really hot outside. So, um, are you planning to get a Slurpee then? No, no, probably not a Slurpee. Trying to trying to trying to be healthy as healthy as I can. So cold water. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, obviously the news came out this morning. Uh, we found out the potential matchups. The first one, BYU and UCLA, November 25th in the Maui Invite. What do you think of that first game? We, we, we are really excited about it. I mean, um, I mean, being able to play UCLA, you know, such a prominent program. And, uh, Coach Cronin just got there, I think it was in April when he was hired. Or uh, He's an incredible coach, you know. Uh, did an unbelievable job at Cincinnati, um, so so we'll see how it goes. But but we're really excited to play it. Um, I have not studied the opponents uh, yet, 
but I know a couple of their guys, um, a couple of their recruits, because we were, we were kind of looking at them a little bit. Um, you know, just obviously playing against uh, different kids we were recruiting, but, but they, they're going to be a good team. So we're, we're excited about the, the opportunity. Coach, when you guys accept uh, an invite to a tournament like this, what's uh, the overall goal um, when you guys are, are going in and, and uh, you know, wanting to, to leave from it? Uh, for us, the, the, you know, the overall goal is um, obviously to win every game. <laughs> um, but, but, no, to get better, you know, to get better, to see our players improve. Um, but this is the best tournament over that time. I mean, when you think about all the great tournaments, the Mali Invitational is the best um, that everyone wants to see, everyone wants to watch. This is going to be my third time over there going to the tournament, uh, this Mali Invitational. Um, but but it's definitely just to see our guys improve and come together and play some big-time programs. It's unique now because, let's say you beat UCLA, you're likely to match up with Kansas, uh, you know, against Chaminade there. Um, that's a quad mm-hmm. one game no matter what. You benefit whether you win that game or not, yet the opportunity there is to win a big game and make a splash. So at a, at a minimum, you've got an opportunity to get a couple quad twos, maybe maybe a quad one or two in this thing. No question. Yeah, I mean, there's some great programs. I mean, Georgia, Virginia Tech, Michigan State, is, what are, aren't they a top five team? Too? Yes. Yep. Uh, they might be number one in the country right now. Or, and then... Uh, <laughs> Um, you know, yeah, Dayton, Georgia. I'm just reading the list quick. Virginia Tech. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be an incredible tournament. Obviously, Kansas. We're really looking forward to hopefully getting a chance to play them too. Coach, the the good thing from an analyst perspective is that you guys will you know have some games prior. Um, the the matchup with UCLA will be game six of the season. Um, what what needs to happen in those games for you guys to be ready? Uh, to take on a, a team like UCLA? Well, we need to be playing really good basketball. You know, hopefully we'll be playing our best basketball at the end of the year. But uh, we, we've got so many seniors this year. We've got eight seniors, and we're just looking forward to, you know, we got that tournament in Italy. So we're going to find out a lot about ourselves this, this summer here, August 16th. And then when, when we get to this Mali Invitational, we'll be able to see um, – before we get there, how we are defensively, um, what we're able to do, um, and then offensively, how well we move the ball and share it and play for each other. And um, you know, you know, we don't have certain goals right now um, set for that specific time. Um, but we hope we're going to be playing great basketball. But but for UCLA, we, we want to beat them. Like you know, we're, we're our plan is to go there and beat those guys. And um, yeah, I hope I hope that makes. Make some sense there. <laughs> Absolutely, of course. of course. Yeah, yeah. You want to uh, shut the eight clap up, right? Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Can't none of that, right? Um, what's going on in summer practices right now? As you guys continue to uh, get to know these guys better and develop and put in your systems uh, as you prepare for the season in a couple of months. So for these practices, um, we're spending a lot of time defensively, putting in how we're going to guard ball screens. Um, and how, you know, our shell half-court concepts. We haven't really gotten into our transition defense yet. Um, but those are the main two things we're, we're working on. And we just started a little bit more for rebounding. And, and uh, you know, we spend a lot of time shooting, you know. Uh, that's another thing we, we spend a lot, ton of time on. We make sure our guys are in the gym a ton. We spend a ton of shooting. We've added, added a little bit of transition offense and a little bit, of, a little bit more passing. 
Um, so, you know, it's really simple stuff we're working on right now. I know the non-conference schedule is close. Is that expected to be announced in the next little while? I'm hoping, I'm hoping within the next two weeks. Okay. We've got two games left to get, one exhibition and one of our non-conference games. But it's going to be a really, really tough, really challenging schedule. That, uh, but our guys will be able to compete. We're, we're really excited about it. Is there any scenario where that schedule is too tough? Uh, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't think so. With, with with our eight seniors, our you know our older group, uh, you know they've been doing this. They know what the challenge is like. You know, if we had freshmen and sophomores, I, I'd be a little bit nervous about it but we got some older guys that, that are ready to go ready to compete you know you know jake toolson graduate transfer yoli coming back tj's gonna have a heck of a year nick emery you know and then then our sophomores all those guys are stepping up you know zach Sellius has had an unbelievable summer so far so is dalton nixon um so we're, we're we're really excited about this group what's exciting we can't wait for that we know the matchups in the west coast conference don't know the dates yet but uh we look forward to it, and uh, good luck in Birmingham, Alabama, on the recruiting show. Need some good food, man. Will do. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, Cody. That's Cody Figure on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Good to know what the guys are working on. And uh, Zach Selyus and Dalton Nixon have, yeah. have had unbelievable summers. That's know, fantastic. Coaches don't usually like to say that out loud because they don't want their players' head to get too big. So usually when a coach does say that publicly, that could be a, a confidence good. boost for those yeah. guys who didn't have, I think, the years they wanted last yeah, year. So that's sure. that's good. Definitely, news. definitely. Just hard work equals success. That's the formula of life. Just Amen. remember that, Jeremy. Amen, bro. Coming up, Alexa Gray and Canada make history in the Pan Am Cup last night. Find out more in the way. Could the whip run? In the whip, right? And I still need the answer to that Orlando <laughs> baking on a roll thing. And Kyle Van Noy gets some love at the ESPYs. This is BYU Sports Nation. Thanks to today's guest, former Cougar, now radio host Hans Olsen, and men's hoops assistant coach Cody Figer, who joined us from Birmingham, Alabama. The show is on demand via podcast and the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around men's basketball. The bracket for the Maui Invitational was announced this morning with BYU basketball opening the tournament against UCLA on Monday, November 25th at the Lahaina Civic Center. Cougars in pro hoops. Elijah Bryant had 15 points, three rebounds in 24 minutes for the Bucs in a win against the entire country of China. Eric Meek and the Sacramento Kings will play tonight. Volleyball. (laughs) USA men's volleyball beat France in four sets in their FIVB Volleyball Nations League Finals opener. Captain Taylor Sander had 13 points, and Ben Patch added one point as well. Sophomore middle blocker Heather Knighting made the U20 USA Junior National Team, and they'll play in Mexico later this month. Cougars in the minors. Daniel Schneeman scored one run off one hit in a 6-8 loss for the Lake County Captains. Golf. Kelton Hirsch and Spencer Dunaway compete in the round of 32 of the Utah State Amateur today. <laughs> yep, watch out for the turkeys. <laughs> Former Cougar Nick Becker, as well as BYU signees Zach Jones and Cole Punich, will also be competing. Today's rise and shout-outs. Mine first uh, goes to Kyle Van Noy. He got some love on the ESPYs last night. Nice. One on the uh, red carpet and uh, another during the show from Rob Gronkowski. Nice. I said, I Kyle was... Van Noy. So I there you go, it, man. man. It's big time. I missed it. I didn't watch it. 
It should have. It's it's July. It's, it's whatever. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, anytime there's an opportunity to support, you know, former players, then I always want to take that opportunity. He was behind Ramona Shelburne and Michelle Beadle in a photo on Twitter, and Ramona said, who's that guy behind us in blue? <laughs> and it was Kyle kind of in an awkward, caught him mid-face. Kyle's know, always thing. like that, though. He's always awkward. <laughs> like, always. Like, what do you think for, about right now? Your former Kyle. teammate. Yes. That's right. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Love Kyle. Who gets your rising shout-out? Daniel Schneeman. Um, he was named the Orlando Baking Company player oh. on a roll. He's on a roll. He's on a roll, yeah. yeah. I, I was thinking more because he's, like, smooth. Local he's sponsorship. More, he's smooth like butter, you know? So yes. I miss Daniel Schneeman. He was a fun Schneeman. player. Our question of the day, would you give up the 1984 National Championship for Power 5 inclusion? Yep. April Chessman Christic on Facebook. Yes, because the National Championship was so far away, it doesn't give BYU any credit. Mm. Being in a Power 5 would be huge for the future if BYU, and who knows, may lead to a National Championship. Mm. You'd have a shot. I'm not, I'm not worried about that. I'm more worried about TV money. Yeah. When people say it's not about the money, they don't have money. <laughs> At Nadal underscore Justin on Twitter. Would I give up being handsome in my youth to be successful as an adult? Yeah. Yeah. The answer is yes. Facts. Justin makes a valid point. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I get if you want to keep those things. You'd still have the memory of them. A la Reggie Bush. His Heisman trophy was take, technically taken away. Yeah. Is anyone like, he didn't win the Heisman? No, no he definitely we all know won, he no. won the Heisman. Yeah, he won the and Heisman. And it was a long time ago. These things were a long time ago. BYU's got to produce something. I, I'm not sure that BYU can get to that level. I just want the TV money. I want the the. I want to be in the club. BYU's not in the club. BYU's in the ESPN club. That's a cool club to be in, no doubt. But I want to be in the Power Five club, but, which can also include ESPN. The perspective is: What does being in the club get you? It gets you better facilities, better recruits, better, better everything. everything. Better everything's better. Everything. You know, you know, it wouldn't be better BYU's record, but you you figured that out. Utah went 5-7 and seven, two of the first three years in the Pac-12. Did they not? And now look at them. Perhaps the Pac-12 darling. Uh, they were a game away from the Rose Bowl last year. It takes some time. It takes some time. Definitely. The Elite Voice of the Day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort celebrating 50 years goes to at Steve underscore Hatch on Twitter. No. Flaunting the 84 ship in the faces of Ute fans is my favorite hobby. It was 35 years ago. I told you. I said we got to stop doing that. I told you. I told 35 you. 35 years ago. When you walk in, the, when you walk in uh, to work on Monday morning, hey, at least we got a championship, though. At least we got a ship. At least we got a ring. Like, what you got? When Stranger Things was happening, that's when BYU won. The conversation continues 24 7 on Twitter. Instagram and Facebook use the hashtag BYUSN. Sorry to Dennis Pitt in no time. For Brian, I'm Jim. Shout out to Bob Quinney. See you tomorrow, same time, same place. Let's just win another national championship. Huh?